There ain't nothing in the world that I like better than digging and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes. Up in the morning, out in the garden, get you a ripe one, don't get a hard one. Plant them in the spring, need them in the summer. All winter without them is a culinary bummer. I forget all about the sweating and digging. Every time I go out, pick me up big. Ah, Guy Clark. You know it's time for Yard and Garden Live when you hear Guy on a Friday. And uh, we're here, 90 minutes of Yard and Garden Live, your questions and answers to them. Here, Nebraska Extension Educator Nicole Stoner back, and uh, she can help uh, solve just about any of your problems. All you have to do is give her a call. 402-729-3383. We call it Yard and Garden Live. You only have to call. And now, here's the lovely and talented Nicole Stoner. Wait for it. There we go. Who'd you bring today? Um, I brought with me Kevin Christensen and Chelsea Tejan, and they are SCC instructors Ooh. in the um, agronomy and horticulture department. So welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Nice nice to have you back. Yeah. Usually it's hot. I know. I know. <laughs> I was looking. Now it can't be. We can't have him this early in the yeah. year. Yeah. You usually come, I think, late July, don't you? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so All right. You know, it's not so hot and but it's good at getting some rain so that's good yeah yeah uh, well listen let me uh, make sure everybody's got this uh, got the memo 402-729-3383 you see me do this that means we've got a phone call and speaking of that <laughs> we've got Jeanette from Hanover hi Jeanette thanks for being our first caller what's your question I have a rhubarb plant and I think I planted it maybe two sure not more than three years ago and it's only about 10 inches high and it's got four seeds bulbs of seeds in it what causes that and what do i do for it okay so it uh it's sprouting like a, a stem with some seeds on it is that what you're saying yes it just pops out like a big ball of seed right mm -hmm. away yeah from the ground <clears throat> so um sometimes your rhubarb in environmental conditions will produce seeds um, and that actually takes the energy from the plant itself so you need to cut those out right um but are you have you been harvesting a lot no i haven't because i wanted it to be okay mature enough you know that it would Perfect. you know i wouldn't do it too early perfect yeah because um, you were saying it was pretty small yet so i was just um making sure that you weren't um, doing too much harvesting. You said only two to three years old, so that's why you know you want to wait till it gets established better. Correct. So, so is there something you know, I can do to prevent that? Or? No, to prevent the seeding, um, it's just environmental conditions will cause them to do that. So when you see them, just cut that whole stock out. Okay, and it's also it's not very thick, uh, you know, stems yet. Mm -hmm. But does that come as it ages? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They'll get thicker as, yeah. as, you, as you go along, right? Yeah. That's why you want to wait and let it get more established. Um, that's why, you know, you said two or three, so you could probably do a little bit of light harvesting uh, this year, and then next year you could do a little more. So, um, okay. But yeah, two or th like three years is really what we say with like rhubarb and asparagus before we do a lot of heavy um, harvesting from them. So, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank so. you. Oh, sorry, cut her off. Thank you, Jeanette, for the call. Um, yeah, uh, rhubarb and asparagus. 
making their appearance this time of year. I had my first dinner with asparagus last night. It oh, was so man. good. It was so I, good. I think I've cut, I don't know, round after round after round so far. Well, I didn't clean mine off as early as you did. That's, you that was what it was. So it was still being protected, and it wasn't um, really going yet. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's on me. <laughs> I hadn't gotten out. It well, was certainly. still too cold. I didn't certainly. want to. It's not on me. Yeah. <laughs> 402-729-3383. 402-729-3383. Nicole Stoner, Gage County Extension Educator. Kevin Christensen, a horticultural instructor at SCC. And Chelsea Tejan, who is the instructor of agronomy. Yes. Right? Yes, but also um, a horticulture class here and there, kind of uh, some pest management. Yeah, okay. So, you know, when you guys, you know, if you do, either of you uh, are rhubarb people, mm-hmm. okay, you know, jump right in there. You pie know. anyway. Huh? Pie for pie. Anyway. Oh, for pie. <laughs> Love to eat it, don't have a plant. <laughs> don't have That's not what I was talking about. Well, but, then what's the point? Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Rhubarb and strawberry. What a that's a great combination yeah. for a pie, isn't it? Oh yeah. Just yeah. had one the other day, actually. Did you really? Yeah. I, I'm sure you made it from scratch no. with their No. You can lie anytime you want. They, don't worry about it. Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. It's our phone number on Yard and Garden Live. We would love to hear from you. You know, a lot of times and this is this is gonna be telling today because a lot a lot of times when we we come on, we don't get any phone calls. It's like, ah, the weather's so nice. People are outside. God, damn, we can't use that one this time around, can we? No. We're getting some much-needed precipitation. I we think did. I we think did. we need so. rain, and mm-hmm. and so it looks like it's going to come down and not going to cause any problems, not going to be right. thunder, lightning, mm-hmm. wind, snow. Uh, hail. I was going to say, we're not as bad as western Nebraska. Yeah. They've <laughs> got snow out there. Western Nebraska, let me tell you, it's even uh, central Nebraska. Yeah, I think... Mi- Carney, I saw yeah. a picture this morning. Mixed precipitation there earlier <laughs> this morning. Not that it's going to hang around much, but who needs it no. to begin? I no. mean, it's, it's like too late for snow. <laughs> I agree. I do agree. And a lot of our plants would be, um, you know, we had some of that last year, real late, real cold, and there was a little bit of snow later. Um, and it's hard on plants once they start coming out of their their winter um, conditions, and so. Um, you know, now I'm starting to see a lot of my plants are greening up, but I'm still not really cleaning them up too much yet just because it is a little bit of ad- added protection. But you can probably in the next week or so, I would guess, hopefully. I mean, our frost-free date is, I think, the 26th of April. Is that right, Kevin? Yeah. Or Somewhere in there? Yeah, I usually try to wait till May. I do, too. Uh, yeah. But technically, our yeah. frost-free date is, right. I think, the 26th. Oh, really? I thought it, I thought it was more like mid-May. Mm-mm. Nope. It's actually the end of April for Southeast Nebraska. It's just I go with a little later just to mm-hmm. really make sure that because uh, yeah. it's we tend to see uh, one more last little snow effort in the very end, sometimes very beginning of May. The past few years we have seen that. All right. Uh, are we on thirteen ten a.m. KGM? Thank you very much, Donate. Took care of me. Uh, backing me up here. Uh, so, uh, if you'd like to call, 402-729-3383 is our phone number. Uh, you guys, Southeast Community College guys, uh, you have a uh, an event coming up uh, Monday, starting Monday, is that right? The 26th. Yeah. A week from Monday, then. 
Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the the twenty sixth, and it also runs uh, the twenty seventh and twenty eighth out at uh, the Beatrice campus. Talk a little bit about that. Okay. Well, last year we didn't get to have it. COVID came along and about the time we were ready to have it, so we didn't get to have it. So it's been a couple of years, but we're back at our original location there south of Ford. We had moved one year due to construction, so we're back there. And the students are excited and ready to to sell their plants. All right. And uh, it's almost giveaway prices, isn't it? Yeah, but we're we're trying to kind of just defer some of the costs and such. So, sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me ask you this: uh, three days at the end of the third day, is there much left over? Not too much usually. Yeah. Um, usually the the first night's the big night. Um, it'll be a little different this year. Oh, I um, see that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got to wear a mask, and uh-huh. that's just campus policy. And sure. then we're going to try and social distance. Um, so. Um, it'll be a little different, but I wouldn't let that discourage anybody. Yeah, so. and that if you want to get there, you want to be the first one in. That would be about four o'clock Monday, four until seven. So Monday evening, that's a great time for people. Really, uh, you get off work at five, uh, maybe run dash and get something to eat, and then come on out because you're going to be there until seven o'clock. Correct. And uh, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, both of those days bright and early beginning at 10 a.m. and running through 6 p.m. And once again, it is the bedding plant sale at Southeast Community College, the uh, horticultural program, putting it together for you one more year, or again this year, I guess I should say. Um, And it's nice to have it back. And it's a great place to pick up some bedding plants at a great price. On the phone, here is Jackie from Odell. Hi, Jackie. What's your question? I have some boxwoods, and they're all turned yellow. Will they come out of it or not? Yeah, this is really common right now. Um, boxwoods are deciduous evergreen, or broadleaf evergreen, sorry. <laughs> um, and they do not like very cold. And when we got very, very cold in February, that was very harmful um, on these. Um, I I like to say wait uh, at least till about mid-May yeah. before you do a lot of pruning on them. Um, but you will have to prune the, the brown out. It's not going to re-green. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it, I've seen some on campus, too. We've got two that are mm-hmm. on either side of a door, and one looks worse than the other. So um, hopefully the one that looks worse, once we are able to kind of get down there and start getting back to green, hopefully there's some green there. Hopefully we didn't lose them. So Right. And that, you know, when you do prune them, uh, make sure that, you know, where you prune, you can't prune so that there's no more green because it won't regrow. So if you, you know, sometimes when we shear things like boxwoods, we end up with a dead center. And if we prune into that dead center, then it will not regrow. Um, so yeah, like Kevin said, you there may not be much green underneath and they may not um, pull through. And I, um, we've got one in front of the extension office that's the same. I think maybe this morning I saw there was a smidgen of green under there, so it might pull through, but it's, it's real bad on the boxwoods right now. Yeah, and I would give them a little more time yet, like you mm-hmm. were just talking about. Let them kind of wake up a little more mm-hmm. and kind of get, we get through this last bit of cold. So. Yeah, so I like to go with like at least mid-May, if not later May before you do a lot of pruning on those. All righty, thank you. Thank Thank you. you.
Thank you for the call, Jackie. 402 729 We're going to take our first time out, and we'll be back with more of your calls. Please do uh, rush to the phone right now and dial that number, 402-729-3383, and we'll answer your questions on the other side of this time out. Oh, welcome back. Yard and Garden Live uh, taking off with... Uh, ZZ Top Bunker music here this morning. Uh, pretty good, huh? Uh, we have uh, a cast of people who can answer your questions on Old Red 99.5's Yard and Garden Live. Uh, of course, back after being gone last week, Nicole Stoner, uh, Gage County Extension Educator, and uh, joining her today, uh, a couple of instructors at SCC and Beatrice, Kevin Christensen, and Chelsea, Chelsea Tejan. Did I get that name right? Did I yep. get that? All right. Uh, so if you've got a question, uh, they can probably figure out an answer. 402-729-3382. I think I said that. You said two. Just That's okay. Years and years and years, and then they changed the number on me. 402-729-3383. <laughs> 3383. That's the number. And that'll get you into Donay. And uh, you can chat with Donay for a while, and then we'll put you on the air and answer your question. Um, got a question for you? Yeah. Um, somebody built a new deck and built it over the top of a, a couple of plants that have been in the landscape for quite some time. Uh, one of them was a um, peony bush, and the other was uh, pampas grass, the tall, tall mm -hmm. pampas grass. Um, and the person was just too lazy to go out and transplant them, so uh, now it's kind of too late because the deck's not all that tall. And um, what do you think? Are they going to just kind of go away by themselves now that they're going to be in constant shade, or what do you think? Probably eventually. Yeah, eventually they'll just kind of slowly take a real yeah. slow death. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, boy, I'm feeling so much better about that right now, huh? Did you build the deck? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry to say, yep, I did. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. The grass was just starting to, to shoot, you know. But pampas grass is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. and it might take a few years, it, but it just won't be able to mm -hmm. photosynthesize. Right. I'll just have to go out there with my clippers uh, maybe and do right. an army crawl and go whack it down. <clears throat> Yeah. My, my thought is the peony is probably not going to last very long at that all. That one probably won't. Because it just it just loves the sunshine, right? Yeah, they they'll it will be wimpy for sure for the you know until it does die. Right. I yeah. don't think you'll have to worry about cutting that one off, but he, the the pampas grass could. I got to tell you, I was getting a little tired of the pampas grass. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, it had it, been there so many years that the, the you know the middle how oh, the middles yeah. go, and so it was going to need some. Some manual labor, <laughs> unpleasant <laughs> stooping and bending. Not for me. Don't yeah, that, need it. That one's hard to uh, divide, but does need done every once in yeah, a while. But I think it's yeah. it's a pretty compacted it, zone. It, that you you're know, dealing with. and I'd never heard this before until started doing this program. Uh, people calling in and say, "Can can I go ahead and burn that?" Because <laughs> apparently this is kind of a a common thing for some people. They go in and. And, you know, just in the country, I suppose, 
and burn it. And no, that's not a good idea. To I do don't that. recommend it um, because it can burn too hot and hurt the crown of yes. the plant. And also, oftentimes, a pampas grass is planted right up next to a building. Yeah. And that's a, a fire hazard. That's not a good idea. No. <laughs> Probably not under a deck. Either. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do it under the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the new deck. Nah, not going to do that. Uh, let's go to the phone and over Beatrice Way. This is, uh, is it is it Corey? Yes. Hi, Corey. What's your question? Oh, we have oh, bumps in our yard. I don't know if it's from ants or earthworms. And it's really compacted and... Spot makes the grass spotty. What what can we do about that? Hmm. Is it too early for uh, earthworms to come up and um, have a big? I think it has maybe so. been yeah. up. Is this something that has been common over several years or new? Yes. Yeah. Mm. And is it always just this time of year, or does it maintain through the whole year? Uh, I think it's through most of the year. Okay. Yeah. And is it a like a bump or is it like, like you know, does it run any distance at all? No, they're just little, almost like hills, but they're not very tall. Okay. And it's just like I say, really uneven ground, and it just so it doesn't it, look good, and it's hard to mow too. I was gonna say, is it more of just a mowing issue, or it's it's actually visual? Oh, it's visual as okay. well. It could um size wise, I mean, it could be ants, but. You wouldn't have that many, yeah. I wouldn't think. And Plus or not. To be it. that visual, too. Yeah. Well, and it hasn't been aerated in. Who knows how long would that help? <clears throat> the compaction, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a good idea to try to aerate. And even if you wanted to kind of top dress with a little bit of, like, compost, especially down there from Beatrice, um, your uh, landfill down there does great with the compost. Mm -hmm. Um, if you aerated and added a little of that, that could help definitely with the compaction. And will it smooth out at all? It depends well, I, on, I think it really kind of depends on what it is, but the aeration could help with that. Um, but it, it, and it's hard to tell from the description what that is exactly. Like hills or mounds or I, I know a, this very similar situation where I don't, I haven't been out to investigate as far as whether it's like, hills but i don't think it's visual with the um unevenness um you know are there critters that's that are a, causing that too as far as holes of, yeah do you see yeah holes? that was that was my question yeah. do you see a hole where something uh, a bug or an animal maybe has been digging around and and left these piles um just a minute do you have any piles or anything for us no, and we can't see any, like, chipmunks or moles or anything. Because they definitely leave a hill. <laughs> Those moles. Well, that's more of like a mound, but it's mm -hmm. more of a run. And you would, when you step on it, you would feel that fall out below, below your feet. Yeah, it's not that. Um, and earthworms, it would it would go away, too. Like, as you step on it, it would kind of smoosh out. Softer, and, it, yeah. and earthworms would only be a problem early in the season. We just had, had a, a text here that uh, somebody's found earthworms in their backyard already. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, could, it could be could that. Be. Uh, but they're not going to last all year. Yeah. If, if possible, since you're in Beatrice, maybe if you, if you can take a picture with your phone mm -hmm. and then drop by the extension office mm -hmm. and... Uh, 
uh, because this is a real visual type thing. You really kind of yeah. mm-hmm. need yeah. a visual on it. So you could do that if you uh, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Well, and just okay. other factors. Is it under a tree? Is it you know? Yeah, yeah is it through the whole different yard? Things like that. Where yeah, if you, if you take pictures, take more than one and kind of mm-hmm. try to get a, a scope of what it looks like and you know an up close and a far away and so on and so sure. forth. Okay. Well, it's almost like stepping on little golf balls. So, but yeah, pictures oh. might help too. <laughs> stepping on little golf balls. Are they are, are they up or are they more down? I know that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay, forget Kevin, to forget it. Just forget it. Uh, I'll just let that one go. Okay. <laughs> if it's above ground, I mean that sounds like it could potentially be an earthworm then, because they will, you know, have that cast or whatever they call yeah. it above ground. So it could be that if it's above ground and it looks it's kind of golf ball or marble size. Yeah, and that's a really not a bad problem to have, no. except for the castings are kind of a nuisance for a while, but you can, what, go with them a hard rake maybe and rake them down a little bit, pull them down? Yeah, and usually rainfall will kind of knock them down too. No, that's for aeration, so that's, you know, if it's earthworms, let's leave them. It's good for it, for the soil. Gaze it up or down. Wow. Uh, I I wish we could have come up with a lot better solution for you, Corey. Yeah, if you want to bring some pictures in, um, that would help so I can see it a little bit better. Alrighty, that sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for trying. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it figured out. Uh, <laughs> we will. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Advice, Randy. Shut up. 402-729-3383. 402-729-3383. Uh, questions like, uh, when do I put pre-emergence on? Uh, is it too early for that? Um Problem last year with a, a particular weed. Want to know? Uh, can uh, now the time to attack that problem? Question about your turf, trees, bushes. Maybe it's a plant that you have in a pot in the sunroom or in the house. It's uh, looking a little, looking a little weak. All of those questions. Oh, they'll try to answer at four zero two seven two nine three three eight three four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. You know, you just brought it up, but um, I was going to talk about the soil temperatures for crabgrass pre-emergent. So we, we wait till, um, you know, we're in that 55 to 60 degree window, and that's not just like the minute it hits. So we're looking at the, the week-long average. So there's a, a website um, through CropWatch where you can look at the soil temperatures, and currently in this area, it's about 51 degrees for that week-long average. So we're still a little low for it, and it's it was up to about 54 a week or so ago, but it has dropped back down again. Um, and the thing with crabgrass, like even if it were to all of a sudden get really cold or really uh, warm up and that crabgrass germinates, um, with these nights that we're having with the freezing and all of that, it's going to kill anything that did germinate. So, um, so you know, we're still probably, I would guess, a week out on that, um, at least uh, for crabgrass pre-emergence. Just, you know, the earlier you put it down, the earlier it's going to break down and not be helpful anymore, right? So uh, the longer we can wait to apply it, the better it's going to be on your lawn um, long-term to help with crabgrass. Yeah. All right. 402-729-3383. 402-729-3383. 
3383, and that's one of the things that uh, we try to check on a weekly mm. basis and bring one it up. One of these days, I'll tell you it's time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and if you're good with a Google sh search or something like that, you're going to actually find mm -hmm. uh, soil temperatures real close to Gage County or in Gage County, right? Uh, they're, right on, they're right on the border. Yeah. I think there's going to be one in Saline County soon. Okay. They, we used to have one in Plymouth. There was one in Beatrice, but they're... No longer doing that. So. Oh, Plymouth no longer around, huh? No. Which Not is, on this map anyway. Well, this is sad news for Annie, who is uh, from Plymouth and has a question. Hello, Annie. Hi, yes. Um, my yard looks like a dandelion um, yard, and so mm -hmm. what's the best thing to be doing for dandelions this time of the year? Probably bringing them in and serving them up on the table, huh? You can't We can do that. <laughs> well, uh, guys, who wants to... Tell Annie about uh, something that she should probably do this fall. Go ahead. Fall would be the better time. Mm -hmm. um, you can spray now, but you're just not going to get, you're not going to be very successful. I would wait until um, just kind of bear with it. And they'll, they'll stop flowering and stuff here when it gets a little warmer, so they won't be as obvious. But then probably, what, middle of September, that range? Yeah, I usually recommend that and then doing a second one right. about at least two to three or four weeks later right and then just give them a good application and and um you should have a lot better luck getting rid of them and it might take a couple of years too yeah it's not a one and done yeah, right. about the time about the time everybody gets gets real excited about husker football is about the time you want to think about your first one right right yeah and kind of when it starts cooling down you don't want to do it when it's real hot either just right that's a real good know. point because of the the chemical that you would use would yeah. be yeah. right a 240 mm -hmm. would be a good option and right. so you want to wait till it's cooler because 240 will turn into a gas and move to non-targets and then harm our other plants yeah. in the fall so. that'd be a bigger concern right. so right um, yeah, I mean, if you want to do it in the spring and you want to use a 2,4-D or even, uh, you know, they, they uh, ortho makes a dandelion, dandelion. And it's probably a Trimec product Trimec or product. 2,4-D, which but, Trimec contains 2,4-D. Right, but, well, once again, uh, you're and it will knock them down, right? It will. It'll yeah. make them turn their little heads under, and it'll make you feel good in the spring. But if you really want to... Uh, kind of put this behind you just start thinking about fall applications for that mm -hmm. if you're really looking for something to do you can always hand remove them using yep. the diggers or oh, you know, yeah. options like that too yeah. but if your whole yard is full that might be a, might be a couple days of worth of work <laughs> and <laughs> you might need some assistance with that right so annie how do you feel about waiting for a while Oh, we can wait and go K State, right? Yeah. <laughs> go go K State. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. If you want, yeah. If you want to, if you want to wait until the Wildcats are playing, you can do that too. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. I think I knew who that person was, huh? Yep. Uh -huh. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Jerry. Jerry from Hebron. Hey, Jerry. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Well, what's your question, bud? Hey, I got one about potted tomato plants. Uh, I've been trying to grow them for I don't know how many years because I don't have a garden space. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get plenty of tall vines, not a lot of foliage. And the tomatoes that are supposed to be like three-inch tomatoes end up like cherry tomatoes. What am I doing wrong or anything? What, what, what kind of a container? Are you growing them in a container? Yes, potted 
a large, what? you know, like a 10 or 15 gallon, whatever size for sure. I'm not sure. It's got drainage holes. Pardon? Does the pot have drainage holes? I, I'm not following you here. Are there I, holes in the bottom of the container? Oh, yes. Okay. Small holes. <clears throat> what kind of potting soil are you using? Well, I've uh, had a mixture of like Miracle Grow and uh, potting soil. Okay. And do you change that every year? Pardon? Do you change it every year? Yes. Okay. How about are you adding any supplemental fertilizer? Well, I did it with fertilizer, without fertilizer. I usually use a potash and phosphate once in a while, but it doesn't make any difference what I do. They always end up the same. Have you tried some different varieties of tomatoes? or? I've tried about seven or eight different varieties. Yeah. <laughs> what is the, where's the container at? Like how much sunlight it, is it getting? Uh, it's uh, getting all afternoon sun. It's on the west side of the house. But, um, so do you know how many hours, though, that it's getting? Oh, golly, uh, like starting in May here will probably be seven, six or seven hours, maybe a little longer. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not really not sure because um, sometimes when you uh, do things in pots, um, especially during the summer, the uh, the roots get really hot because uh, they're just in a pot. And mm -hmm. you know, it should be fine, though. It should be okay. It I mean, a lot of people grow tomatoes well, in, in planters. I thought right? I have. You said you had little foliage, right? Not a lot of leaves. Have you been adding a little nitrogen early in the season to get maybe some of that vegetative leaf growth? Okay. I mean, that would be mm -hmm. a thought to at least get... My, I mean, my thought is if you don't have enough leaf material, you're not getting enough to fill those right. tomatoes to right. actually produce a nice large fruit. And so maybe trying to establish that through the early growth stage, get more leaf material and kind of focus a little more on your mm -hmm. fertilization mm -hmm. for a little bit of that with the nitrogen. Um, right. But you don't want to go too heavy yes. either. Cause no, because that's like later in the season. Mm -hmm. Because then you'll have a lot of leaves and no fruit at all. And then you could have some issues with that um, bottom rot or whatever, too. Uh, blossom right. Yeah, blossom. Rot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. But, yeah. That would be like something like a 10-10-10, guys. Yeah. Is that yeah. kind of what you're talking about? But if he's using new potting soil every year, it's it should really have should have enough, plenty have. of nutrients mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, you're just going to have to keep at it, uh, Jerry, and... I'm I'm gonna try. Yeah, <laughs> love my tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Do you have them um, with a a cage so that they can yes. grow up? I okay. put a cage up. Yeah. Okay. They get probably a good three three and a half foot tall, but the foliage is thin, and like I say, and the tomatoes are small. They're good tomatoes. They're just really small. They never get any size, you know, like for a sandwich tomato or and you anything like that. You have plenty of root space, right? Like it's a pretty good sized pot. It's oh yeah, it's it's pretty good sized pot. That's okay. what I was. And the fruit ripens. You it, it, even oh, yes. small. Okay. Yes, it does everything it's supposed to do, but size. Is it in an area where it maybe is getting hit by a herbicide? No, shouldn't have any on that because I only I only do anything on my yard like twice a year, and that's early spring and late fall, and and. Uh, 
the neighbors uh, are the same way. Okay. So it's not getting any herbicides that I would know of. Do your neighbors uh, grow tomatoes? No, they don't yeah. do a garden. Doggone it. Because I was going to suggest maybe, you know, <laughs> like midnight, you know, <laughs> go over no, there. I, w- I wouldn't do that. <laughs> How often do you think you're watering, like in the summer when it's hot, between rainstorms and things like that? Well, I feel the top with like with my finger, and if I can push my finger down there and feel no moisture, then I'll water. Uh, you know, I don't want to give them too much water either. No, nope, nope, you're right. I want to drown them, but. Right, but in a container, you're going to want to water a little more. They're going to dry out a little quicker. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, but generally. I usually, you, I usually try to keep them somewhat moist. I don't yeah. want to yeah. get them dried out. Could you get like a moisture meter, just mm-hmm. kind of an inexpensive mm-hmm. moisture meter, and just see if that maybe helps this year? Uh, you know, it just tells, basically gives you a reading. Um, more, we use it more on the indoor plants, but it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, with the container and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I could try that. I could try that. Because it sounds like everything's working. Yeah. It's just like it's, Weird. yeah. And it's different varieties. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're doing everything right. Hey, hey, uh, Jerry, are you starting these from seeds or are you buying a plant from a I'm nursery? I'm buying the plant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you buying them from a, like a local nursery over there? Are you buying them from a box store? Probably. probably I bought them every place. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You probably that I thought, well, maybe it's just their tomatoes. I, yep. I've mm-hmm. even bought them over there in Fairbury at uh, the Walmart store and places like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I bought them from uh, the nurseries, and it just nothing has any luck. Uh, maybe it's just me. <laughs> well, and the other thing I would tell you is um, what you can do is, uh, like Kevin suggested, get a moisture meter. And then as they start growing this year, if they're still growing a little odd, you know, not uh, not leafing out correctly, you could send me a, a picture of that, and I can see if there's something else that we're missing Okay. that might be causing way that. Er- yeah, way early I uh, mix uh, some, I can't remember the name of it, some big stuff in there oh. that you have to till in be- prior to, you know, like several weeks, a month before you ever plant anything. And it's a bug soil of some sort, or debug soil, or I'd have to think of the name of it later. But have you have you already done that this year? No, I haven't done it this year yet because I'm fearful of the weather right now. I'm going to wait a while on the tomato plants here, a little bit longer because it was snowing. Well, actually, it's still snowing here. No so. kidding. Yeah. One more thing that I, at the end of the season, you know, after our frost and you lose the tomato and stuff. Take and just kind of tip it over and see how many roots are filling up that pot. You know, if okay. it's if there's just a ton of roots, maybe you got to consider going with a bigger pot next year. Maybe it's root bound, and um, if it seems like it's okay, but if it's just like a huge mass of roots in that, maybe you know, maybe you have to go with a bigger pot too. Okay. And well, one more time here. What a number did, of things I can try now. <laughs> what did you say you were putting in the soil beforehand? Um. I'd have to go out in the garage and look and see what it was, but uh, it was some uh, some stuff I bought from Ace Hardware, and they, that's what they recommended at that particular time to put in your soil before and till it in prior to planting season, and it had to be in prior two weeks, uh, at least two weeks before you planted. Is, is it labeled for use in a container and it with tomatoes? Yeah. Don't don't use it this year. 
Yeah, I'm curious as okay. to what that is. That's, that would be the only thing, because it makes me wonder if you have to put it in so far in advance. That's just... In what you're trying to control with mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think I would skip on that. I mean, you got nothing to lose, right? Or if you, if you wanted, you can email me later and let me know what that is, and I can make sure if it's okay or not. Okay. So... Okay. Well, and, and good. I got some, I got yeah. some ideas now. That's going to be helpful because, you know, it's probably not that important. I can buy tomatoes, but, you know, they're not as near as good as <laughs> No, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> and, and here's a thought. If you have multiple pots, try something different with each of them. Right. That's, that's exactly, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I might just use one of the older pots and then uh, maybe buy me a bigger one and start from there. If you know somebody that I mean I have plenty of time I'm retired so I don't yeah. it's not like I got a lot to do. <laughs> if you if you know somebody who has a uh uh who who's a rancher and has uh cattle out on uh grass at, at times you might might check with them and ask them if they save their tublix containers. Those are make a, a really pretty good I would oh, think. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think Thank I you. know where I can find some of them. As long as you drill holes in the bottom. Right. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to modify them a little bit. And I would not go with the black ones because then it's going to be really hot on the roots. Okay. All right. All right. Well, what if, what if I uh, painted them white? It could help. Would that work? It could okay. help, yeah. Well, you could put little skirts on them. They'd look cute. <laughs> and everybody go. All right, Randy, that's that's enough of that. Okay, <laughs> and everybody go. Oh, let's go over and see the, the how Jerry's uh, dressed up his tublix this year. There you go. Yeah, I'll put yeah, this right. picture. No, I don't think I'll do that. Okay, okay, Jerry. Good luck, man. We. All right, Ian. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Appreciate it. We're pulling for you here. Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three four zero two seven two nine. Three three eight three. We have time for your call here on Yard and Garden Live. Would love to hear from you answering your questions this morning. Uh, Nicole Stoner, who is a Gage County Extension educator. We also have Kevin Christensen and Chelsea Tejan. Uh, both uh, are instructors at SCC in Beatrice. Uh, Kevin, kind of uh, horticultural, and uh, Chelsea does a little bit of both agronomy and horticulture. You probably do a little bit of agronomy yourself, too, uh, yep. huh, Kevin? Not as much as I used to. Okay. Yeah, a couple classes. All right. Uh, by the way, that's a heck of a beard you got going there, buddy. That's a poor man's hobby. Is that what that is? Yeah. Man, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, almost got the, you've got the handlebar thing almost going. Yeah. If you cut everything else off, you would have handlebars, wouldn't oh, you? Yeah. yeah, I would. Yep. Definitely. I bet you are a chick magnet, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Ask my wife. I'm sure she'd probably disagree with that, but, you know. They call that a trophy husband. Trophy husband? Yeah. Is okay. that what that's called? I think that's oh, by yeah. far from what she'd call me. Uh, 402-729-3383. What a great load of questions we've had this morning from really all over. Mm -hmm. And if you have one, uh, feel free to uh, call 402 729 Three three eight three gardens. What are we supposed to be doing in our gardens? I know right now we're not doing anything right now, but uh, you know maybe by Sunday afternoon things dry out, sun comes up, uh, you can get out and do some work in your garden, can you? Um, let's see. There would be some spring crops if you haven't gotten those in. You could still get those in um, and be you know plenty uh, time wise and, and temperature wise. I think you'd be okay with a lot of those. 
I'm mulching tomorrow. I'm looking for volunteers. Oh, really? Home, there so you go. Home, there so. you what, go. What time are you starting? Uh, right around noon. Right around noon. Well, yeah. Okay, if I'm not there, go ahead and start without me. All right, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, getting going on mulching. Um, let's see. I did p- just plant some more asparagus. You did? I didn't right. have enough. I needed more. So I did just do that this week, um, and, and that would be fine, those kinds of things. Um, obviously, we're, we're still holding off on, like, our warm season crops, um, and, you know, don't get you – know, we're still a little early for a lot of those uh, lawn care things, you know, fertilizing and crabgrass um, on those. But, yeah, you can, you can get the mulch out. I think you could probably start cleaning those up if you haven't done that yet, um, cleaning up your, your garden beds and things like that. Um, you could – Till your garden, get ready for the season if you haven't done that yet. Um, mowing grass. Yeah. Mow, yep, yep, yeah, mowing. Yeah. I think everybody's probably yeah, mowed times. one time at least yeah. or is thinking about that. And some people, you're right, more probably than a couple. Yeah. More yeah. than a couple. Um, uh, I was talking to uh, one of our area master uh, gardeners, mm-hmm. and we were talking about asparagus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, talking about, he saw in... I think it was in Germany, the the commercial uh, asparagus growers uh, and how they cover up part of their crop with a light fabric to kind of keep the sun out a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's for their white asparagus. Oh. You ever heard of that? I thought he was crazy. I still think he is. A white <laughs> asparagus? Yeah. No. I mean, I've seen... White asparagus, but I've not. never never tried it. But I've not. Yeah, I've only seen purple. Yeah, I got purple. Mm-hmm. Got the purple at home, mm-hmm. but now they cover it up, so it uh, I don't know. It makes it interesting. Well, yeah, it doesn't. It would get lack the mm-hmm. chlorophyll in right. the sunlight. Yeah. I mean, that would basically be cause mm-hmm. the chlorosis of yeah. it. But mm-hmm. so uh, you know, designer asparagus. Designer, asparagus. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know. 402-729-3383. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick time out. Um, I need to go to the bathroom. We'll be back with more of your calls right after this. Yard and Garden live on this kind of rainy Friday morning. Uh, Thanks for being here and calling in with questions. Our phone number Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. And guess what, guys? We uh, have a call. We have Brandy from Beatrice with a question. Hi, Brandy. Thanks for uh, being patient and waiting. What's your question? Yes, I actually have three. Three? Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Three. And first of all, um, I was listening to a caller. Another person from Beatrice was calling about, you know, the hard hills in the yard. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have the same thing. And uh, last year, you know, I tilt it down, want to make it even now, and it's still the same thing. You do. So I understand where she's coming from. I mean, it's like big bumps in the yard, and I mean, it's just yeah. Do you do you notice it like when you're walking across the yard, and it's just yeah, irritating? Yeah. Yeah. You know, mine my, my yard is like that too. And I don't know why, yeah. but I but my yard's big enough that I use a riding lawnmower. So when I mow it, sure. I don't I you know, I don't I don't notice it. <laughs> so it doesn't really bother me, but my, my yard is is somewhat like that. It's just, you know, um, it's just bumpy. Yeah, it's bumpy. not it's not it's not like some yards 
you know, it's like a carpet, a green carpet, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like on a golf course. Yeah. Some golf courses are like that, uh, but yeah. but not my yard. So, but I never really gave it much thought. I'm why wondering it's like that. if it's a compaction issue, like we talked. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, and then the bumps, because um, we do the weed and feed every year, and um, with those bumps, they're not growing grass. Uh, that's yeah. the other thing I had started mm-hmm. thinking. Is it yeah? Is it like areas of thicker and thinner grass? Because mm-hmm. that in itself, yes. right? Then okay, so that is so yeah. that's part of the problem. Yeah, I would yeah. I would say you probably need to you know maybe get the lawn aerated and throw some compost over um, would help sure. kind of re- reduce that and then, and then overseed yeah. and that's gonna you know yeah. to make sure that you're filling in those gaps and that mm-hmm. will really help with it um, and. You can you can still do all of those things yet this spring. So um, if you try to yeah. you know if you have well as long as you haven't done a weed and feed yet. yeah that was um, if you if you've that. already applied your weed and feed you can't seed now um, yeah but you could if you haven't done that yet what I would say is you know get someone out to aerator I think you can rent aerators at um, yeah. hardware stores yeah. and stuff um, so aerate the lawn. And then get some of that compost and sprinkle out like a one inch thick layer or so. I wouldn't go very deep with, you know, very much, you know, just sprinkle it amongst. And then then go in and overseed. um, And that would that would really help. And you can um, if you don't put anything on, um, then you just need to wait till you've done three mowings before you can do any kind of herbicides and things like that. Uh, Otherwise, you can use um, tenacity at seeding and that will help with weed control. But. Those are, okay. I, I think that okay. would be probably your best option for this situation. Okay. Sure. And then my second question. Okay. In the backyard, we have like, we're talking about like maybe a half an inch of ants. How do I get rid of those? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You have a half I mean, inch. Oh, the ants are about oh, a half they're inch. Hu- they're huge. Big, they're big. like what, an inch. What color? Yes, what black, color? Black ants. They're black. And they make. They, yes, and they make mounds in the backyard. Mm-hmm. So well, how would I get rid of those? Well, ants are a, a good insect to have just out in the yard because they're a predatory. They're going to eat other insects. Yeah. But, but that's not the the question was, right. how do I get rid of them? I mean, they are, they're big. They're huge. <laughs> uh, have they carried any black. of your kids or pets so, away? No. Um, I mean, I've tried, you know, you know, the, um, not the spray, but just the granular mm-hmm. and it doesn't take care of it. What, what granular are you using? Um, it was by, um, Scott. It's for insects? Yes. Okay. I yeah. mean, just, just taking some seven and sprinkling it in those hills will take care of them. Or it yeah, should. Yeah, for yeah, okay, and then so we'll figure it out. And then my third question is: um, you guys were talking about the um, bushes earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know how they're turning yellow, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mine's doing the same thing. Okay, but it seems can you transplant those into a different area with better soil? Because I think right now where we planted it at, it's not getting the better soil because we planted, you know, some flowers and whatnot, and they weren't doing good in that area. But in the other area, it was doing very well. What, what, 
side of the house or building are they on right now? Uh, they're in the front landscape. Yeah, is that west side or north side or? Um, it'd be on the east side. East side. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like mm -hmm. it's environmentally that should be a pretty good place if it's a boxwood because it'll get a little yeah. bit of protection. I wouldn't get real excited about moving them right now because they're kind of uh, under the weather. Um, okay. I would give them an opportunity to kind of recover a little bit and get to fill in a little bit better with this, the severe winter we had just before I would actually move them. I think if you move them right now, you would kind of push them over the edge. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, would, okay. I would wait. <clears throat> okay. But it sounds like, okay. um, sounds like environmentally, have, do you, is there mulch around them and stuff like that? Uh, no, it's just a perfect you know, landscape. You know, we put topsoil on it. You is know, it, right? Is, is there mulch or is there rock, river rock, or anything like that around them, or is it just kind of bare um, soil? No, um, no, there is like, uh, oh, you know where they check the water line or whatnot. Okay. The city. Uh huh. And it seems like you know we bought like some bushes, you know, last year. That they were growing better, like on the left side of that soil, okay, than the one that we planted the bush. Okay, what I would recommend okay. is just go ahead and mulch them. Go buy a, you know, if it's just a couple smaller plants, just buy a bag of mulch and kind of mm -hmm. spread it around the root zone, and that's going to help them quite a bit, just mm -hmm. to help moisture in and kind of help them along. Yeah. So that's how I'd, I'd approach it at this point. Okay. Yeah. What's okay. the when what's the mulch kind of melts down? It 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 it'll help build up the soil a little bit as well maybe yeah of course and we, and we have mulch in there right now so i was just wondering so yeah all right well you okay know, well you, thank you so very much yeah well, you just give it some time because it was it was it was a cold winter for those guys all right <laughs> yeah all right bye-bye okay thank you, you so bet, very much you bet thanks for the call 402-729-3383 402-729-3383 Again, uh, answering questions this morning here on Yard and Garden Live is uh, Kevin Christensen, uh, Chelsea Tejan, both uh, instructors at SCC, along with uh, the regular week-to-week -week host, of course, Nicole Stoner, the Gage County Extension Educator, 402-729-3383, 402-729-3383, and the phone calls come pouring in. One of our favorite phone calls here on Yard and Garden Live comes from Rose oh, in hi, Beatrice. Rose. Hi, Rose. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to hear you all today and your good advice. How, hey, did did you go check your uh, asparagus the, uh, after their, our first program? I did. I went out and checked my asparagus, and there was nothing there. Um, <laughs> See, it was just you, Randy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I bet. Think, I bet you've got asparagus now. I bet you've got it now. Well, not very much. I've been keeping an eye on it because of the uh, freezing. Mm, right. No kidding. Right. Um, I've had five little bitty spears ah. that I broke off and immediately ate <laughs> right. right out in the garden. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you this, but I think I've given asparagus to at least a half a dozen different people. Well, and you're really far south here. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> anyway, Rose, what's on your mind today? 
Well, a little bit more about asparagus. I heard you talking about uh, some place in Germany they were using some sort of covers to uh, come up with white asparagus. Right. Uh, if I recall, if you mound dirt up over your asparagus and it has to come up through that dirt uh, longer than it normally would, you know, above ground level, mm-hmm. uh, then when you cut it down to where it would normally be ground level, you've got a long spear of white asparagus. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Well, maybe uh, maybe this guy that I was talking to uh, kind of knew what he was talking about then a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe what, so. What else uh-huh, is going on? So. Well, I did have a question about uh, a blue spruce, and I did mention this to Nicole, and she told me blue spruce tend to get grumpy as they get old. <laughs> <laughs> they and, do. <laughs> and she would know because she's getting some. She's getting a little long in the tooth herself. <laughs> I've noticed her Thanks, to be Randy. a little grumpy Thanks. at times. Well, you know, it just happens. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So there were a couple of different chemicals that had been named to spray. I think they were fungicides. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was a copper something or other, but the names were very long, and I don't know how to spell them or pronounce them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if now is the time to be starting to try to do something with that spray. Yeah, that's because um, <clears throat> I think it was... Uh, uh, the needle cast disease that you were seeing on yeah. those blue spruces. Um, and yeah, it's, it commonly happens as they get older and, and that. Um, and so you can use just a copper, uh, a liquid copper, um, fungicide. Um, you can use daconil and I think that one works too. Um, but you should be able to just go to your hardware store and find just like a liquid copper, um, fungicide was it copper sulfate mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and they should have that there for you um, okay so I know I um, I won't name where but I wandered around through some uh, some of these the other day and found some uh, in the okay. Beatrice area so um, okay they, great. you can yeah. find it there um, so um, but yeah they I think most of like your ace um, tractor supply Orsalins and bomb guards would probably all have uh-huh. that um, okay so yeah Okay, great. I will see what I can find and see what I can do. Thanks yep. for the call. Yeah, and you want to ah. do two applications of that. So you could do one, um, I think it's the, the end of April, and then about two weeks later you do another one in May. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Look, uh, bye. Mm-hmm, bye-bye, Rose. Let's uh, go to the next line richard from hebron's here with a question thanks for uh, waiting richard what's your question well i don't have a question i've got a comment on a couple of callers that called in okay and they said they've got a lot of bumps in their backyard let's hear what's your what's your theory here uh those are caused by night crawlers well we kind of we kind of was thinking maybe that might might be the uh, case but they really aren't seeing big mounds of uh, that earthworm, you know, the castings that come off usually. They're not seeing because that. I've got them in my backyard, and after a rain, mm-hmm. you go out there, and I've got night crawlers crawling around all over my concrete that I've got out to my shop. And you'll go out and look in the yard, and every one of those bumps have got fresh, wet dirt on top of them. Okay. Yeah. 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 That could very well be it. In mm-hmm. fact, I think the, I think all three of them were saying, "Yeah, it sure could be night crawlers." Could yeah. Be. yeah. 
Yeah. I can never be out there at the time to pick them all up so I can go fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Or sell them to the uh, worm dealer. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, well, listen, thanks for listening, Richard. We appreciate you listening. And thanks for picking up the phone and giving us a call. The phone number is 402-729-3383. And we will be back with more of your calls after this time out. Wow. We are back. Yard and Garden Live on Old Red 99.5. I was going to give the phone number, but right now we've got a whole bunch of callers here waiting to get on. So let's uh, get started on it. Nancy, we see you in Brainerd. You're right behind Stephanie, who is in Pickerel. Hi, Stephanie. What's your question? Um, good morning, everybody, for starters. Good um, morning. I have, I've been listening to um, some of the people calling this morning about those bumps in their lawns. And I was wondering, we have had the last couple summers, we have had that green June beetle. Mm-hmm. Um, just in swarms um, over our lawn, and I wasn't too concerned about it, but I'm noticing this as we green up here this spring. I'm noticing the bumpy lawn, and I have several spots that are dead. I'm going to need to um, reseed those spots. Um, that it just through kind of looking online um, lays its uh, eggs in your lawn mm-hmm. and then when those come out they can leave a hole and they can also get bad enough to kill off lawn is that correct yes they the any june bug um, or june beetle is mm-hmm. a white grub mm-hmm. and they will feed on the roots as larvae and they come up Mm-hmm. come up and down in the soil and so you will you can see that damage in the spring if it's if you have enough and mm-hmm. if you have those dead patches you might be able to kind of pull that back and see if you can find some grubs in there right yeah i well i will look to make sure i guess that's my problem because then i i need to probably do what seven or something um if you've got grubs uh i would use merit and i would wait till middle of june to apply that <coughs> so you merit. might you might see the grubs right now but those grubs are gonna go pupate here very soon, and then become the this year's beetles. Um, so we wait until those beetles are laying their eggs, and that's when we apply it. So we look at like middle of June um, for that one, okay. or for for the, and it would work for all of your grubs. Um, it and it should. I mean, it would work for this one too. Uh, it's a little different of a grub than a than your regular white grubs. Mm-hmm. They're a little bigger, and they actually crawl on their backs. Which oh, is great. an interesting tidbit there for you. Just a question: the really big green June beetles. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah. some people confuse those with the Japanese beetles. And oh yeah, that that does make a difference. Are are you talking the really big ones? They are the big ones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When I um, hang clothes on the line in the summer, I look like a crazy woman because they're <laughs> bombing and yes, they are, do. Yeah, they're and they're just so thick. I have um, we've lived out here twenty. Mm-hmm. But um, so merit in June, mm-hmm. and then my other question: um, our cedar trees, and granted, this 
they're probably between 30 and 50 years old. But our tree row, I'm, I think we're losing a lot of them, and I don't necessarily think it's caused by um, just that they're old. What, what kind of uh, trees did you have in the tree row? They're cedar. They're, you know, the um, your plain old cedar tree, like you, the ones you get in the pasture that you want to get rid of. Are they, have you looked at them close? Do they have, like, bags hanging off of them? Um, well, we did have, we do have bagworms. Okay. We do have, we do have um, someone come and spray for those. Um, the trees that are dead, I mean, they're, it's like it starts at the bottom, it works its way to the top, and you can tell they kind of, um, well, I know it's a red cedar tree, but they kind of start to turn like an orangey red, <laughs> and then it seems like they, they're they done from that point. So I've, I've been seeing some of this the past year or two um, on cedars, and there's a, there's a couple of different things that they're facing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, one of them is they, they are getting like some cavatina and some, some phomopsis. Um, so those are two diseases, and they'll take like, it'll be like a whole branch, and sometimes it can spread further through the tree. Okay. Um, the other thing, um, like last year I was working with um, a client on it, and I had uh, um, Kyle Broderick look at them when um, I took a sample up to him. And he was saying kind of, um, I think it was the year before, did we have an early cold snap? It, it was something environmental. Um, basically, the, the weather was not suitable for these cedars uh -huh. um, and so it was causing more dieback um, so you know the the cavatina and the phomopsis you really can't um, treat for those the the fungicides aren't that effective okay and the environmental thing obviously you can't treat for yeah, that cool. yeah so um, I mean we can we can look further into it um, even get a sample to Kyle I know he'll be on um, I don't know when he's on I think he might be later in the season, um, but you know, having him look at a sample in the um, the lab could help as well. But uh, unfortunately, I think that's probably what you're dealing with, um, just because that's what I've been seeing. Have you been seeing anything else with them? Mm -hmm. Just the bagworms, are mm -hmm. and bagworms don't help. Right. Hopefully, we're not going to have those problems as much this year. But <laughs> you don't think they survived the 30 below? I don't think they did. <laughs> I, I hope not. Uh, yeah, right? Um, What's that? I said that'd be nice. Yeah. June 25th. Okay, so Kyle Kyle's on in June. Um, but we could, if you wanted, we could send a sample in before that. Um, um, and so do I just need to bring that into yes. fairgrounds? Yep. Okay, I, I think I'll do that because I don't really see a point of starting a mm -hmm. third tree row or anything until we kind of know what we're dealing with. Yeah. And before, or like when you bring that in, if you could um, take a couple photos close up of the tree and then uh, the whole windbreak so I can see. Okay. Is it is it on one side or the other, or is it just all around the whole tree? It's pretty much the whole tree. Um, and it seems to be the ones in the middle that are that are getting it the worst. Yeah, that makes that's sense, what, right. Well, that's why I wonder if it's, if it's more of like your cavatina and your phomopsis. Um, because if you're not getting that airflow, they're going to have more problems with those. And that's, that seems to be <coughs> where the issue is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, if you could take a couple photos and then bring me a sample, and we'll get it to Kyle. All right. Sounds good. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you guys very much. You betcha. And to Brainerd, if Nancy, are you still here? Yes, I am. Wonderful. Hi. What's your question? Uh, my question's about rhubarb. I started growing rhubarb, and I've heard you're supposed, you know, that you cut the flowers off, and I was just wondering if that is what you're supposed to do with them, the flowering part of the rhubarb. Yeah, as those stalks appear, cut those off. Uh, way at the ground or mm -hmm. just the flower part? Cut the whole stalk off as much as you can. Okay, and then uh, mm -hmm. and then when should a guy start picking, you know, to use it? How, yeah. how, how, how long has it been in the ground? Two plants, three plants I've had already for two years. Okay. This is like their second year or something, and then the other ones are a little older. Okay. So we, you could do some light harvesting on those younger ones, but um, uh, the other ones you'd be fine. They just, you need to, um, before you do like real heavy harvest on those, we wait uh, three years. Okay. Okay, well that, that'll help. Thank you a lot. Thank, Thank you for you. your call. Mm -hmm. you bet. Bye. 402-729-3383, Yard and Garden Live returns in about four minutes. And we're back with our very last segment here on Yard and Garden Live on this Saturday morning. And Friday. Friday morning. Friday. Saturday morning. <laughs> Good God. Uh, I was thinking about Sonny, who just made it in uh, under the under the wire from Milligan. Sonny, what's your question? Uh, I'm talking about the grubs. Back to the grubs. Mm -hmm. uh, it, around here, it is not worms by far. Uh, it's coon. And it's skunk, and they dig like a son of a gun during the night. The reason I know this is several years ago, we put down new sod. They did a beautiful job, laid it all out, and when we got up in the morning, it looked like a war zone. The coons come up, came in, they upset all big strips of our sod. We had to start on hands and knees, start all over again until we got that treated to get the worms out we had trouble and that's what it comes from the skunks and the coon they will definitely uh they will definitely dig in your yard that's for sure need to almost call in an airstrike on them huh <laughs> just about yeah no kidding i i think these people it's a little bit different because they weren't seeing any uh you know lumps of fresh soil or anything okay. and they really didn't <clears throat> notice anything that had been digging in our yard but you're right i mean we we do have this phone call a lot and a lot of people uh, especially people who live in rural areas or sometimes people who uh, are not so rural but they're off by themselves and now they have like a light that's on uh, all night long mm -hmm. and that'll attract a number of bugs and that'll also mm -hmm. chum up some you're right you're absolutely right Sonny that'd probably help too yep we still got them out in the meadow where I mow oh my god this first trip over it was rough. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I bet. Yeah. Well, um, you know, and, and I've always, you know, I just, I know uh, God gave us possums because they eat ticks, which is, you know, that's good. Right. But I'm still not sure I'm about a skunk. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> undecided if we really need this animal or not. They do eat those grubs. They do. Okay. I mean, well, all right. I'm, and believe it or not, they have them for pets. 
Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. I'd rather have a monkey. I don't. <laughs> All right. Hey, Sonny, thanks for calling. You're absolutely right. You it, bet. It's okay. Certainly, if you got a lumpy yard, it certainly could be uh, predators like uh, raccoon mm-hmm. and skunk. Right. They kind of do the little diggies, right? Yeah, so but that that's not the same type of bumps everybody's been talking so. about. Yeah. No. They're different. It's a different type of deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And with those, you know, treating for grubs, and yeah. that'll take care of the raccoon and skunk damage. But they can do quite a bit. Yeah. And actually, most of the time it's um, in the fall where we see them, but um, some of my colleagues were seeing it recently, Yeah. which is unusual. Yeah. Most of the time, it's more in the fall. Yeah. We have a real problem with them on our golf course at mm-hmm. the school. Yeah, they, right. they come in in the fall, and they just, they, yeah, it, they just rip it up. They don't leave behind their golf scores either, so I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> They're not playing greens yeah. fees, are they? Uh, uh, but do they, you actually see the soil? and Oh, the, they oh yeah. roll they just, it back. The yeah. raccoons roll it yeah. back. They're a little nicer about it. Skunks just kind of dig. And usually you'll see like a hole where the skunk sticks his little nose. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen, uh, once again, I want to thank uh, the uh, uh, the instructors from SCC that have joined us this morning. Chris, uh, Kevin Christensen, also uh, Chelsea Tejan. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Uh, I want you to know that we do have this information and we will be talking about it uh, other times on the air. It's on our community uh, calendar. But what I am talking about is the uh, generally annual SCC uh, betting plant sale and it is going on april 26th it opens up april 26th a week from monday from 4 until 7 p.m that's the big opening where you'll see a little bit of everything before it gets picked over and once again talk a little bit about some of the things some of the the betting plants that, that that'll be there and that people can choose from um kind of just the common ones um We've got petunias, we've got um, snapdragons, we've got marigolds, we've got all of that. We've got some herbs, reasonably priced herbs, and then this year we've got a few um, actual, a few perennials. Okay. So a pretty good selection of about anything. We've got a few of the warm season grasses, the the penicetums uh, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So a little bit for everybody. All right, and uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of people started gardening. Uh, during COVID, mm-hmm. and that and maybe you haven't thought about uh, some of the uh, uh, the you talked you hit on it uh, some of the some of the herbs <laughs> for the cooking. Thank, yeah. thank you. You're welcome, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, for for cooking, uh, you can put those out in the garden, or you can also grow them uh, if you've got the right kind of sunlight in a kitchen. You can do it on a on a on above your kitchen sink if you got a big window there mm-hmm. and when you want a little whatever you yeah. just get it this brand is so fresh right mm-hmm. and i was just going to say with the sale don't be afraid to come out those last few days and see what's left you never know yeah. some days sometimes it's one plant that seems to go hot some days it's the next that's right okay so yeah. come in any day so once again it uh, starts monday from four until seven and then tuesday and wednesday uh, pretty much all day long, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. Uh, once again, they're asked. Uh, the, uh, masks are required, and so is social distancing. Uh, this is a school policy. It has nothing to do with the personalities that you're listening to. All right? All right. I just kind of like to make that clear. Next week, who do we have next week? Um, Ms. Nicole? 
<clears throat> Sorry, I wasn't prepared. Graham you, Herbst will be here. From Graham the will be here. Yeah. I was just, I was just listening to about all the plants. No, you know, you, I was excited. You, you're, you're still on vacation. <laughs> you can't fool me. You are still on vacation. <clears throat> no, Graham Herbst from the Forest Service will all be here. Right. He's always a good one. Yep. Yeah. He's fun to, fun to have on. Uh, again, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for everybody who called. If you didn't call and just listened, maybe next week you'll be a caller. Till then, keep it green. Keep it growing. Thank you.